Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, everybody. I want to talk today about celebrations. This sounds fun already, but you really want to celebrate the wins, whether they're big or small. Sure, we're not going to have a big cake after every little win, but sometimes there's a that mentality that I definitely have, you know, kind of like onward, let's keep pushing on to the next thing. And there was an OG cyclist that said to me one time when I was probably 27, make sure you enjoy every single win, because you don't know when they're going to end. And that rang more true to me when I had a pretty bad injury in 2012. And I was sitting out not even riding for 40 days. And all you're wanting to do is ride. At that point, you're not even thinking about winning a race. You're just like, man, I want to be able to ride again. I want to be able to train. But it's so easy to just get caught up in the day-to-day. Got to smash these intervals to get to the next week, get to the next week, get to the next week, get to the next race. Take a rest week. Get to the next week. Get to the next. Keep on going, right? And there was an article that was talking about this. It's actually from... Uh, it's called Celebrate to Win by Whitney Johnson. And Whitney says, when reaching your objectives, do you have an on to the next approach? It might feel efficient to move on to the next pressing task or workout, I'm going to say. But doing so means missing out on important opportunities to relish the milestones, even minor ones. Progress is often hard won. It can require painful perseverance. And I want to key in on this because I think a lot of athletes at times expect to always get wins and there's sort of two camps there's some people that are always surprised when they complete a workout they're like man I can't believe I did that and there's others that get very frustrated when they don't complete it because they're expecting to complete everything and you have to fail at something some are just they just get you some days and it's through that perseverance you know I should have up an athlete's um comments he does the it seems like a good idea at the time it's a trainer road workout and it's a sort of like a over under simulation tough ride and he compared his efforts from the past I want to say year and a half the first time it was he had to lower the intensity because it was just too hard the second time I think it was like he gritted through but the spikes at the end are what really took him down. And then this year he did it uh, over the weekend because it was super cold and snowing and he completed the whole thing. 
And there's a lot of reasons why he's just trained for a whole other year and a half on top of what he had done before. We had focused on some lactate clearance work a lot. So a lot of over-unders are becoming easier for him. And, you know, you need to celebrate those. It, and it, and they can be the smallest celebration. I mean, this sounds corny. Like, I really love sugary fruit, like grapes. I try not – like, Chris loves grapes. I try not to have mass quantities of grapes because I'll just sit there and eat them and eat them. And, yeah, grapes are great for you. The micronutrients are great. It's a great carb source. It's all natural, but you can eat too many. And if you've hung out with me, I can eat a lot of food. Uh, and so if I celebrate, I might be like, I'm going YOLO on the grapes tonight. And I just don't, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Or I was talking to Josh on bike radio. I think like almonds and raisins are awesome. And I might just come back and eat those recklessly and be like, you know what? Today's that day. It's better than eating a piece of cake. And honestly, the, since Craig got me off the sugar, the sugar is much less appetizing. And I did have some desserts over Evoke Camp when we did a mega 27-hour week with a 175-mile ride. And I don't regret it, but it definitely is not something I'm getting back into. It just didn't feel great afterwards. And it definitely makes me more puffy than eating natural sugars as a celebration. So continuing on with what Whitney had to say, though, Whenever an objective is achieved, have a plan to commemorate it, even if the actual objective and celebration are modest. Of course, take time to bask in the big wins. Your product launch, you close a deal with a huge client, you go public, etc. You win a bike race. While it might seem superfluous or self-gratifying to some, celebrating achievements is an important opportunity for your team to cement the lessons learned on the path to success and to strengthen the relationships between the people that make future success more possible. There's a lot in here. And I think both times when I've won Masters Nationals, I think I've always tongue-in-cheek posted something the next day like, hey, party's over, back to work. You definitely go back to work, but it would, in those days of working, you know, if I wear the, you know, national champ, Masters National Champ jersey out on a training ride, that feels damn good. And on all of my kits you know it's got the stars and stripes on the sleeve and that's super motivating and having those little reminders and celebrations are what's going to help you get back there as you continue to grind forward to hopefully get to the next level i'm still chasing the amateur nationals and you know it might be a race that i'm never maybe i never win it maybe none of my teammates ever win it but i'm definitely going to keep trying and that's something that i'm working towards every single day it's if we could win that i like it just makes me speechless of it would be such a huge accomplishment so the last part too strengthening the relationships between people that make future success more possible cycling is a team sport and it's a funny one because somebody on the team comes across the line in first and for a lot of the teams i've been on I've been put in a position because of God-given talents, because of things I've worked on, and because of who my teammates have been, that I've been the one across the line first, but I've always tried to make it very clear that it's a team sport and thank everybody and make sure, even if to the guy that might not be super fit at the time, like he did something in the race. And uh, even if he's not your right-hand man, you know, lift that person up and motivate them because no doubt when they see you win, they, they're like, man, okay, this is possible. Like, I want to be in that position too. 
and help your teammates not only in the actual race that you're doing, but they're going to go out and train harder because of that because they they want to do more. Every bike racer wants to do more. Like I think the worst days on the bike were the days when not I lost the race, but when I just was a bad teammate. Like I just didn't have it and I let the other guys down. That feeling really sucks and it's a really long drive home um, on those days, whether I had been overtrained or training for something else. And I think, um, you know, that's a whole other podcast in itself that when gravel got into the mix, I, I really have seen more teams not get f- fractured is too, too hard of a term, but like me and my friends, we'd be, someone wants to go do this gravel race and somebody else wants to go do this crit and somebody else wants to go do this. And it's kind of like, well, are we even all aligned? Like, are we just wearing the same kit or are we actually focused on racing and winning the same goal? And that's what really drew me to Velobrew this year. We are road racers. I'm, I'm hanging up the gravel because I'm getting back into crits and I definitely will miss the gravel a little bit, but I'm pretty stoked to get critty again and get crit squad and crit life and no crit beef but get the other hashtags going and also just to see if i'm uh after a year off get a little bit more relevant in that scene and i don't think i'll be doing any p1 i'll be doing the if it's a pro one two race i'll do it if it's like the there's no more usa crits but whatever they're going to call that um i believe that's folding because of all the scandal but whatever is the big P1 races, I don't belong in that anymore. And uh, I'll be doing races that I can actually contribute to rather than just being mid-pack. So celebrate your wins. Big, small, they all deserve it. You don't have to eat a piece of cake after each one, but pat yourself on the back. And the biggest thing is like you do that hard workout and you complete it. Be pumped about that. Don't just expect it. It's not a layup. These are not layups. It's hard work and you need to make sure you feel really really good about that so not to be all foofy foofy but your mindset is going to take you so much farther than you even think in this sport if you are new and don't really have much experience in this yet because you need to bring the a plus 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 mental game when you're going super hard and it's really hard to go super hard when you're by yourself And those sessions, though, are the ones that are truly going to break you down and build you back up the strongest because you're never going to go as super hard as many times as you need in a group ride. Group rides are good. There's good things about them. But the true training, like the really hard solo VO2 max sessions, I miss my dojo in North Carolina. It's like one of the most perfect roads. It's There's no traffic. It's a perfect hard start section and then like a slow grading uphill and yeah i miss that here doing it on flat roads in florida it's nowhere near as enjoyable but you got to go out and do it you got to figure it out and yeah i'm super pumped this year's gonna be great hopefully we do a good job in chronicling this year hitting a lot of pro one two races and not just talking about our race, but helping to apply what we continue to learn and achieve so that you can get faster, you can get stronger, and you can help the other people around you on your team or in your community. So as we've said a 100 times, let's freaking go.